Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Clive Urquhart. So, just to give a bit of context for this. Um, so, today, well, yesterday was the last day of fasting in that sense. Some of you are probably like, yes. Um, but uh, God spoke to us a few weeks ago in the launch of this year. And he said a couple of mandates on kingdom faith. One is for his revival purposes. The second one is connected with, with Israel. Then there were some other things that he said to us about being a year of salvation, fresh release of miracles, uh, that discipleship, next generation. Okay, four things. So we set ourselves over the last three weeks. We want to seek God in a fresh way, meet with him. And, he, and we do that because at the beginning of a year, it's great to hear from God, hear what he's saying and know how he wants us to move forward as a church across all our congregations together in what he's doing this year. It help, helps also just to focus your heart and your mind and maybe just some things drop off uh, our lives as we focus on him. But our heart is to seek him. Now, in kingdom faith, that heart to seek him, to meet with him, to encounter him is part of our DNA, right? It's just we put it up there as important. It's just massive up there. Seek the Lord. Oh, yeah, that is so, so key, right? So three weeks, prayer and fasting, meet with God, seeking the Lord. At the same time, God's been doing a bit of a number. And whether it's been happening with you, I don't know, but he's certainly been speaking during the last few weeks, not only about us meeting with him, seeking him and him revealing himself, but he's been talking about his heart for those that don't know him. A few weeks ago, God spoke to me and said, Clive, this is when he was talking to me about us, I was writing some things down about that he was saying to me about who we are as a church or what he was saying to us. And he said to me, Clive, um, with the same heart as in kingdom faith, with the same heart that you seek me, will you seek the lost? Now, if you think the importance that we put on seeking the Lord, the time we give to that, the energy, even the planning, we plan prayer and fasting, what we're doing, what we believe God's saying, encounter nights, prayer, this, that and the other. We give time, we give importance, we put things in our diary to seek God and meet God as a church. And it was like the Lord was saying, with the same heart that you do that with me, will you do that for those that don't know Jesus? Wow. I think that's a challenge to everybody in the room. And part of our response, not just today, at this time, is to say, Father, would you do whatever you need to do in me so that the heart that I have to seek you and know you would, would be the same as I would for those that don't know you and, and everything else. And last weekend, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday afternoon, we had what we called this church family encounter for a couple of hours. And I know many of you came I know some people thought, well, it's just for kids uh, and didn't come. I know some people did come who thought, what's it going to be like? Is it just going to be for kids? Um, but with all these worship zones, uh, uh, stations around the room, um, it was such a powerful atmosphere with the flow of worship during it and then people just going to different stations and at different points to encounter God in different ways, hear from God, receive from God. People going as individuals, as couples or as families, uh, somebody gave their life to the Lord that afternoon. Other people were healed. Uh, other stories of families together. 
their kids hearing God and sharing things in a way they hadn't before. There's all kinds of things that took place that afternoon, but, but the ease of that afternoon, but the presence of God at the same time was amazing. And uh, I, 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 for me personally, I think it's one of, the, one of the most powerful, but in a very different way, two hours we've ever had as a church. And you might say, wow. The next, last Sunday morning, there was something special about last Sunday morning in all the congregations and what God was releasing. We want to move further in encountering Jesus, okay? Even though he's saying heart for the, right? But the more we go this way, the more we're also going to go that way, okay? So important that we continue to meet with God and, and not wait to be led, but we release what is in us and that, that what happens in us as a result. Now, last weekend, I'm going to use this. You take a coin, Last Sunday and Saturday was one side of a coin. Seek God, meet with God, know God, hear from God, receive from God. The other side of the coin is unsaved people. So there's two sides of the coin, okay, that how God wants us to live. A heart after him, but a heart also going after the lost. And so that phrase, with the same heart that you seek me, will you seek the lost? Um, Jesus, son of man, said about himself in Luke 19.10, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. So that was his heart. Now, we're here to carry on the ministry of Jesus. Yes. His ministry wasn't to go to the cross. That was his calling. That was his destiny, to go to the cross. But his ministry was to seek and to save that which is lost. And we're here to carry on the ministry of Jesus on earth, right? So Anne's here this morning, but um, she's normally here. She's not here just because she's sitting on the stage today. But um, as a team, we did something about 10 days ago where we all had to um, share our testimony in less than five minutes. Not preach the gospel, but share our testimony, our story, which obviously includes the gospel, but in that way. And Anne shared some stuff that God's been doing in her. And I know God's been doing a bit of a number on you recently, isn't he? not just this year just towards people around you that don't know Jesus. And can you just kind of unpack that a little bit and say what God's been doing with you? Yes. Okay. So um, I, there's a scripture in the Bible that I, for a few years now, I've kept coming unstuck with. <laughs> it's the only way to put it. And um, it's in Proverbs. And it says, he who wins souls is wise. Yeah. And... You know, I was not finding God's life in that word. And every time I would read that scripture, I would feel, actually, I would feel condemned. Because I would look at my life and I think, actually, that's not my reality. I am not, I don't see the fruit of my life as winning souls. You know, that doesn't seem to be what's following me. And I, I, I went out, so, so this has been a couple of years now with this scripture. And um, praying into it, I just said, Lord, there's a wisdom in you that I'm not tapping into for winning the lost. And would you show me? Uh, would you work this into me? And around that time, on a Tuesday and a Thursday morning, we have a little builder group in this building. And um, occasionally, um, Katie Coles and the team would do um, an evening thing for some of the moms who are not church ladies. So like an outreach. And she asked me to, um, if I would share my testimony of how I got saved. 
She says, but you only have five minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, I thought, okay, challenge accepted. And I, I, had to, uh, I wrote it out and I had to do it again and again and I sat and timed myself. And um, it's actually quite tricky to do it in only five minutes. You know? So um, it, it, it kind of cuts away all the waffling. <laughs> yeah? So um, I, the second week in the fast, um, so we started this fast, and Pastor Clive was mentioning a scripture of Jesus saying to the fishermen, come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And so toward the second week in the fast, I just felt God highlighting the second part of that scripture for me. And he said, I will make you fishers of men. And I just thought, okay, God, this is what you're wanting to work in me so that it's supernaturally a natural thing in my life. And, um, yeah, we did it as a team, and it was fun. <laughs> and it's actually, it was so encouraging to hear people's stories of how they came to know Jesus. So um, I'm, I'm going to share that with you this morning. Because I know part of your journey, you, you've, in terms of your heart for your neighbours and yeah. some of the conversations you've then got into, and which, is, which kind of broke you, had to break you past your reservations and mm. fears. And mm. just maybe before you give your testimony, just okay. for a couple of moments, because I think it's really important, hear a bit about that journey, that part of it, that God began to speak to a couple of years ago, and then you began to, well, I've got to actually take a step forward in that then. Just yes. Okay, so um, I'm, I, mm, I'm not the kind of person that would really want to go and knock on somebody's door and say, do you know what, Jesus loves you and can I tell you a story? That just is not me. That's just, that's my really night, that's, that's uh, nightmare yeah. scenario for me. <laughs> so, <clears throat> however... I am the kind of person that is quite happy to strike up a conversation in a lift and just talk to people. And uh, yeah, I'm that person. <laughs> and um, so at the beginning of the, the first lockdown that we had, um, so this is 2020, um, I started doing um, walking, doing prayer walking because that's what we could do. We could get out and have our exercises. And I thought, well, I'll do that, but I'll combine it with prayer walking. Mm, great. And did that for a number of months. And um, I've, I have on my Win the One, I have a couple of my neighbours on there. And I... I have got to love them so much, my neighbours, and they don't know the Lord yet. But, you know, when you, have, when you have that and you're praying for somebody every day, God gives you the heart for them. Yeah. He gives you the heart for their well-being and you wanting to see God's best in their lives. And uh, so I have been doing that and... Um, both neighbours moved away and they've just come, both moved back in the last few months again. And um, so, yeah, that's 
I'm not sure what that's going to look like, how it's going to unfold, but it's part of my heart and it's part of what I'm praying for. Yeah, brilliant. Can you, do you want to just give your testimony and just give an example of what, and then we're going to let everybody do it. have a go themselves <laughs> around the tables, yeah. Okay. I have notes. These notes are for your benefit so that I don't go over five minutes. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm going to pretend that everybody in this room is unsaved, that none of you know Jesus, okay? So it's a stretch. <laughs> but um, so I would like to share with you the story of my journey to faith, okay? I guess my accent gives away the fact that I didn't grow up in this country. I grew up in Africa. Um, I, my, the, my, our household, my home that we grew up in was not religious. We had no, um, didn't go to church, didn't pray. I think there might have been, yeah, there was one Bible in the house, never read. Um, but the community that I grew up in was very religious. And um, the local minister was the most influential person in the village. And it, I found that it came across harsh and it, pointed out all the wrong that I did. That was a lot of that. Um, and it was not something that actually appealed to me. I was just like, oh, no, this is, this is not for me. And um, I think from the age of about 12, I remember asking, why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? Why, am, why, am, why have I been born? What am I doing here? What is this all about? And the whole idea of you're born, you live, you die, I actually found quite a depressing thing because I didn't know what the purpose was for that. And so I finished school, um, came over to this country, uh, met some relatives for the first time, went to their church, and um, I experienced the love of God in that environment. I experienced them they were very free with talking about loving one another and being kind to one another. And the forgiveness of God was very, very free and very available. And my experience was I was the stranger that was loved. They loved a stranger and that was me. And I was like, oh, I like this. You know, that it, it touched my heart. And it was something, mm, yeah, I, I do like this. And um, then a few months later, um, I was having a conversation with somebody and he had said to me, um, do you know that the plans that God has for your life, they're good, they're to give you a hope and a future. And I just, oh, okay, right. I like that and I can get behind that. And then he started talking about Jesus and he says, but you know, Jesus is the only way to the Father. And um, I think at that point I, I was like, oh, yeah, no. And I mentioned to him at that point, and I just said, I, I'm not sure I believe in Jesus, like you believe in him. I don't think I believe this. And he said to me, it says, you know, it doesn't matter that you say whether you believe it or not. He says, you can tell me that you don't believe in gravity. He says, and we can go up onto, the five, uh, onto a five-story building and step off the edge. He said, we're going down. 
you're going to land at the bottom. He says, because gravity is real. It doesn't matter whether you say you don't believe in it. It's real. And he said, and Jesus is real. Heaven and hell are real, whether you say you believe in them or not. So I, um, I then took a bit of time in, um, you know that, that, that moment in the evening just before you fall asleep at night and it's just you and your thoughts and God and it's quiet and so I started using that time and just said, Jesus, if you are real, would you show me? Because if heaven and hell are real, I can't afford to get this wrong, you know? And just over, it wasn't a, you know, Jesus didn't walk into my room and shake my bed. It was over a period of time that it was just that quiet revelation of, well, Jesus is real, and this is real. And um, so my relationship with Jesus now is the most important relationship in my life. I, um, I've had some good days, some very good days, and I've had some bad days and very bad days. But the only thing is Jesus never intended for us to do it alone. He intended to walk, do life with us. You didn't time me. You didn't. Has anybody timed her? <laughs> She's probably around. It was five minutes. <laughs> 1121 up there, yeah. Yes, it was 1111 when I started, so yes, that was five minutes. <laughs> started talking, like our interview, you mean, rather than... No, no, when I started... It didn't take ten minutes to share that. It wasn't that long. It was less, yeah, no, yeah. it was less, yeah, you're right. It's not easy sitting up here <laughs> talking, though, is it? So, uh... No, I'm right, so, Anne, um, when we did this as a team, what you've done now, we had to, like, talk to somebody else as if they didn't know anything. Yes. About Jesus. Yes. Um, or they certainly didn't want to believe or whatever, but we're just telling our story, okay? Yes. Um, so what we want you to do now, okay, we're going to do this in twos, okay, because from a time point of view, I want you to get with somebody else, and maybe with somebody you don't normally chat with or talk to, um, and... Because if your husband and wife, it's like if, if you've got your husband and wife here, just maybe talk to someone else now, okay? <laughs> uh, rather than your husband or your wife. And what I want you to do, get into twos, right? And you've got up to five minutes. It might not take that long, okay? Remember, this isn't about all the details of everything. Because if you're having a conversation with someone, you're just going to give them the headline of your story. Then, after that, because you've probably been having conversations anyway, and then you just tell your story, and then you're going to carry on the conversation. So some of the details and questions they might pick up on and ask you about, but this is just how do I communicate really simply between three to five minutes my story. Okay, so go on then, get into, get into twos. Turn around to the person next to you, maybe on your table. And you need to time each other, okay? Or we'll, we'll, we'll tell you when, we'll, we'll give you a few seconds and then we'll tell you when to start. And then we'll give you five minutes, okay? <laughs> okay, guys. Um, how many of you, you don't necessarily have to put your hand up, because, you know, how many of you, maybe that's the first time that you've, ever 
told somebody else your story. Uh, maybe that's the first time you've done that. Uh, maybe for some of you, you've told your story in lots of different ways to lots of different people. Um, and, and maybe some are kind of, I've never done that before, through to others that are like, yeah, I mean, I, which bit do you want of my story, you know, kind of thing. But whatever your story is, it is relevant for people that don't yet know Jesus. God knows all of our stories and he knows the stories that people need to hear out there in the sense that God can lead us to the right person in the right situation to hear your story. There's not one story that is better than another story. Sometimes we rate testimonies and we hear someone who gives a testimony that, you know, my life was drug, sex, rock and roll, being in jail, done this, killed people, la, la, la. And half of us sit there going, oh, my word, my, my testimony is just rubbish to that. <laughs> you know, you, you think, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were Christians. I went to church. I gave my life to Jesus at two. Uh, <laughs> filled with the spirit, prophet to the nations by four, and all of that. And who's going to want to hear that story, you know? And, and sometimes we can... It doesn't matter what your story is, it is relevant for people. Some people need to hear that you, you became a Christian at five and you never walked away from God. And they need to hear that going, what? Is that even possible? Others need to hear, I gave my life at ten, wandered a bit all over the place, came back, and for whatever reason... You tell that story, and that's relevant for someone else. Someone else, they need to hear that your life was all over the place, whatever it was, and you felt like nobody could ever forgive me. There's nobody could accept me. Or the pain that I've been through, nobody could ever heal that or deal with it. Uh, whatever your story, it is relevant, okay? And people need to hear and, and what your story is. Uh, somebody might argue with whether Jesus is real or not or, or, you know, whatever, but they can't argue with your story. And that's why we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And uh, so we're going to pray. And what we're going to pray and agree, whether we're here in the room or whether you're church in the home, that in the next two weeks, are you ready for this? Over the next two weeks, every one of us has at least one opportunity or we tell our story in some way to someone else who doesn't know Jesus, okay? Um, some of you might be going, I wish I'd not come this morning. I wish I didn't connect into the uh, church. I, I wish I wasn't at church at home or whatever. Um, <laughs> but God knows where each of us are at, okay? Some of you would be like, oh, yes, about time. We should be doing this all the time as a church, you know? Uh, some of you, it's just freaking you out. But God knows how to set us up in a situation where we're in a conversation before we even realise what's going on and you're telling your story before you even realise what you're doing. And it's like, oh, right, I'm telling my story. This is it. We talked about this and it, um, it's happening, okay? God doesn't always just drop you in it, you know, and it's like, oh, my word, when's God going to drop me in it? In the middle of the workplace, in the office, and suddenly I've got 30 people, I'm going to have to give my testimony. If you're not ready for that kind of thing, God's not going to do that kind of thing, all right? He'll start where we are and move us forward. But whatever, it will be a moment of faith because you're going to have to trust God, especially if you're not used to doing this. 
um, because it might be new and what's this person going to think and all of that. So let's just pray. Are you ready for this? We all have an opportunity, but also for the, the wisdom, the courage, the boldness, and to recognise the moment. And when we do recognise it, oh, this is it and, and, and whatever. But, you know, when you, when you share your text, it's so life-giving to you as well as somebody else in terms of what happens. So should we pray? Yes. Are you ready? Does everybody want to do this in the next couple of weeks? Because there is somebody out there that needs to hear your story that is unique, right? Father, we thank you that one side of the coin is to seek you, to know you with everything that we have. But the other side of the coin, as you've said to us, is reach those who don't know you with the same heart that you seek me. And so, Father, we thank you that we all in this room who know you have an amazing story because of what you've done in our lives. And we know people need to hear these stories. So, Father, we ask you together that you would lead us to, set us up, bring people into, across our paths, whatever happens, neighbours, friends, work colleagues, somebody in a supermarket, we just don't know where it's going to be or when it's going to be. But you did say, in the, with the same heart you seek me, I want you to seek the lost. And the word seek means to go looking for. And so, Father, we want to go looking for opportunities in this next couple of weeks. And we thank you that as we go looking, you're going to bring them, you're going to give them. And I thank you for the confidence, the boldness to just share our stories with people. And Holy Spirit, we just pray in those moments, you're going to speak into people's hearts and lives. Whether they want to give their life to the Lord at that moment or they say, that's given me something to think about. All of it is advancement of your kingdom in somebody's life. And so we just silence the lies of the enemy that says your testimony is no good or that if you talk to someone and they don't give their life to Jesus, you've failed. We shut all those lies up right now as we heard from Anne. She heard about Jesus but took some time to think, to weigh it up. This is really important because to give, some, to give our lives to you is the most important thing we're ever going to do. Yeah. And so, Father, we just thank you. In these next coming weeks, the gospel is going to be shared with people. And we know that some are going to respond, but some are going to continue on that journey. In the next few months, they're going to give their life to you. So we thank you and we praise you in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 